0: I don't know if I can compete with the Holy Ghost, but I'm glad the Holy Ghost is in me. Man, amen, amen. What a wonderful presence of the God this morning. Uh, Before I get into my message, I want to release a little bit of my testimony, and I want to set the, the atmosphere. is already set. You guys have already set it. God's in you, and you guys set the atmosphere this morning. You know, I love when Josiah was talking about David this morning. And when he danced undignified before the Lord, and his wife was ashamed of that. And that's funny because he, he shared that story because I've been actually studying about that a little bit. And David was king, he was ruler, nobody above him. He had hundreds and hundreds, he had hundreds and hundreds of, hundreds and hundreds of worshipers at his, for his, um, just, just paid, paid. He paid them to go before him. So nobody was above David. And this isn't part of my message. This is just what I felt the Holy Spirit leading this morning. When he danced undignified before the Lord and and, and tore off his clothes, he was saying that there is no other Lord. He, He was not higher than God. God was higher than him. He was saying, God, I am below you. I am king, and you have given me everything. But me, me, dancing... To my heart's content, it says, I put myself below God. And God is above me. And that's the king, that was King David. And that, and I'm glad he shared that. That was so awesome. And the God gave me a word for you guys on my way here as I was praying. And I'm going to release that towards the end. So I have a word and a call for you guys towards the end of my message. And just 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 when you guys were dancing and I and, and just just going nuts and crazy before the Lord, was releasing atmospherical, supernatural things that you don't even know, you can't fathom them. You can't fathom the atmosphere you guys opened up. It says there's a a ladder that goes to heaven, And, and there's demonic activity that blocks the prayers that, that 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 tried to come to you as you pray. But when you go undignified before the Lord, it blocks the strongholds of the enemy. And it opens up the floodgates in the heaven the heavenlies, so you get your answers. That's what I saw this morning. I saw Jacob's ladder go into heaven and I saw that the demonic presence scattered because you guys went undignified before the Lord. You guys got prostrate, you guys got crazy, you guys didn't care what each one of you anybody besides you thought You guys just went before the Lord and he opened up the heavens and he flooded this place. That's because you guys got undignified. And I'm so excited. I I got some words here that the Lord gave me and I want to talk about holiness this morning. And I want to talk about the ear gate, the eye gate and the mouth gate, how important it is to have holiness in us. And what is holiness? You know, it says, I shall be holy because he is holy. We serve a God that who is holy. So it doesn't matter what lifestyle we've got, come from. doesn't matter what we've gone through. If we have Christ in us, we represent Christ so we are holy. We walk a holy line. So I want to share a little bit about myself. My name is Cale, and I am from Massachusetts originally. Uh, I grew up in Maine most of my life. I moved here when I was like 12 years old, unwillingly. My, This is actually a, a horror story because uh, I was actually... We, my stepfather was from Maine, and we vacationed in Maine, and I like I said I grew up in Massachusetts, and one summer we were vacationing in Maine. And that was the last time I, that was the last time I saw him at my home. And I had so much hatred in my heart because of that. I lost my friends, I lost everything I knew when I was 11 years old and it ripped me from a life that I knew. But God was protecting me, and I didn't know that at that time. And he's called me to maiden, and I didn't know that at that time. At 11 years old, I was born Catholic. I was raised Catholic. I was in a Catholic church. I walked to Sunday Mass to confess my sins before a man. And guess what? There is no man that can take my sins away. There's only God. So as a young child, I was ripped out from my home. I was ripped out from everything that I knew. I grew up in a spirit. I grew up in a, in a mental abusive home with my f- stepfather. I was constantly told that I was no good, that I had, I had no purpose, I had no destiny. And my title called, My title is purpose with a question mark. Purpose with a question mark. So, as a, as a young child, constantly being abused, constantly being poked at and prodded, like not like like a, like a cattle, but getting ready to be slaughtered. So I grew up with that I grew up with that all my life so when I became a Christian at 16 years old to 19 years old, I didn't really walk the walk of the Lord. I, I just claimed that Christian walk that Christian title and I thought I was good I was going to go to heaven well, that was, that's another story So when I was 19 I'm with my wife, uh, my girlfriend and wife at the time, uh, my wife now sorry wife now only wife. Um, So we were dating and we started going to church. And I rededicated my life, she got saved. I was 19, I got water baptized. And that's when I got the call of the Lord upon my life. And one of the elders came to me and said, as I got baptized, he said, preacher came out of the water as I came out of the water in the spirit. So if anybody knew me at that time, I was shy. I had anxiety, I had fear. I couldn't speak in public places, I, I, I would see triple, I, could, I couldn't talk to people, I wouldn't go to restaurants. My wife, in the early stages of my, my marriage, my wife had to go, get, like if we were going to a uh, wedding or a, a function, she would go get my food and bring it to me because I had so much anxiety that I couldn't be around people. And I'm still a quiet person until I get into the Holy Ghost. That, that, that's, what, that's the activation, you know, he, he uses the weakness and, and, and he makes it strong. But for years I wrestled and, and I battled with my calling, my purpose. Like you get see, you got a calling. Well, yes, we're all called to God. We were created unique. Ephesians 2:10 says we are his masterpiece. We have his workmanship in Christ Jesus. Keyword in Christ Jesus. So I had many many traumatic moments, I won't go through them all, I, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a series of books. But I will take you through one, one particular moment in my young life where I felt hopeless. When I was 12 years old, I started bouncing around from friends' houses to friends' houses to friends' houses because it just wasn't good in my home. By 16, I kept going back and forth. By 16, I was totally out of the house and I was sleeping on couches. I even found myself in a, at one point in my life, I found myself in a camper, small, small camper in the woods with local 20 year olds. Like I said, I'm 16, 17 at the time, 17. And they're all getting high and whatnot. And I didn't do drugs up to that point. I didn't drink, I didn't do anything. And I still didn't, I had a conviction in my heart not to. I, all, as I grew up with alcohol abuse in my home and drug abuse in my home, I've seen, I've seen things that no little kid should see. So I found myself in this spot, my heart beating. I didn't want to be there. It was with my cousin now, who, who has passed away in the last few years. He was, he was gunned down because of drugs, and I lost another cousin overdosed because of drugs. Um, and it's horrible. But I found myself in this moment, and I'm going. I got saved when I was sixteen. This is a, so. This is a year later, and like I said, I, I was not walking with anything. I didn't know the Lord. I grew up in it was a small island of like two thousand people, and that seems like a lot, but it really wasn't. It was a. It was two. It was two. An island that consists of two towns. And I found myself in the moment going, "God, get me out of here! I, I don't want to be here. I just felt this 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 evil." And I just felt this pressure, and I felt something in my chest. I said, "No, I don't want to be here." And yes, I—that was probably the first time I smoked weed. And it was gross. It was disgusting. I didn't like it. I don't know why I was even doing it. And I'm like, these are all the things that are rolling in my head. I'm going, God, I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. And then, and then like that, my cousin's like, "Oh, we go. Home. We got to go home." So we we left. We went to the house staying at his house. So we were going to his house, and and God protected me there. Well. At that moment, I had met my, I started dating my current wife now, at that moment, within within weeks. And I was ashamed at that, that moment I did, because it wasn't me, and I knew it wasn't me. And even though I really wasn't walking with the Lord, my heart was like, no. I know right from wrong, and I know my conviction. I know conviction. I walk with a conscience, and my conscience always gets the best of me, which is not always a bad thing. So that's when we started... I started dating my wife, and we started g- going to church. And I rededicate my life, but that—that that was nineteen, and now I'm forty-two. So at nineteen years old, when I get the call of God upon my life, and I say, "What? Then this is your purpose. You're a preacher." Well, what's a preacher? And then I've had many words spoken then since "Then, well, you're a prophet." What's a prophet? Well, what? What do, what do these things mean? Well, at a young age, you, you, your mind's going. I'm too young, I don't understand. I I can't be these things. God, did you see what I've gone through? Have you seen the mess that I've done? Have you seen the things that are in my heart? He says, yes, that's why I chose you. That's why I've called you. Because you can recognize that in your heart. You know it's wrong. That's just just like David. When David messed up before the Lord and fell into sin, God didn't write him off. His heart was still right with the Lord. He He repented, and that's the difference. You repent and you move forward. You understand that God has got something better for you. So, like I said, purpose with a question mark, quotations, purpose. That's my message. And as I dive into this, I might not even get the whole thing in because I just felt the Holy Ghost all morning. But I want to lay a few foundational things here today before, we, before I get into my prophetic word that I feel the Lord has re- wanted to release over this place. So I'm going to be, I'm gonna, I have many scriptures, but my first main scripture is 2 Timothy 1 and 9. And 2 Timothy 1 9 in Amplified goes, For he delivered us and saved us. And he's called us with a holy calling. This is a calling that leads to a consecrated life, set apart, life of purpose. Not because of our works or because of any personal merit. We could do nothing to earn this, but because of his purpose and his grace and his, and his amazing and understanding, undeserved favor, which was granted to us through Christ Jesus before the world began. So first one I wanna, first word I want to pull out of that scripture is saved. So when we give our hearts to the Lord, we are saved. Salvation. So what's saved? What's salvation? I wish I had this understanding when I was your age, when I first got saved. I wish I had that grips of salvation. Salvation means deliverance. Salvation needs healing. So when you walk in salvation, you're walking in deliverance and healing. Right? You're walking in, you're calling. You're, you're already walking in your destiny because of the salvation through the Christ on the cross. Give me stay on. So salvation, healing, deliverance, calling is salvation. It's, it's salvation isn't just I got saved, I'm going to heaven. That's what that's, that was my original thought and purpose. That was my original pl- thought. I'm like, okay, yes. I got saved, I'm 16, I, and the only, reason, the only reason I got saved was because, like I said, I, I, was, I was in an ab- abusive home, and my mother, like I said, she was Catholic, but she found the Lord at the small church, and on, this, on the island I grew up with, the churches consisted of maybe 10 people, and they're all like 80 to 90 old people that I cannot relate to as a 16-year-old, and they, they, and they were Pentecostal, Holy Ghost-rolling people, but... I still didn't understand at that age, but that's another story, and that, that might come down the line, but, you know, <laughs> so I, I, I just, like, my mother's like, I'm going to a Bible study. you want to come? Sure. Why not? I just got to get out of the house. I don't want to be here. And when you grow up in an island, and I say island, literally, I got I to gotta go over a bridge, like a bridge. The bridge collapses, I can't get off. That's, that, that's the craziness. That's where I grew up. So an island consists of you're either a fisherman, you're a carpenter, or you work, or you work at a local grocery store. I didn't want to become a fisherman. You definitely don't want my carpentry skills, and I don't really want to work at a grocery store. So, I graduated high school in my, in barely I graduated high school, and I was it r- it's in my yearbook. and It says least likely to succeed, class bum. So, and I went because I'm a jokester, and I liked g- I liked attention, and I I so I went and I rolled with it. You know, a picture I got a picture of me. I'm on the curb with a with a. Big old jacket saying work, we'll work for food. Um, the joke was I'll be a mattress tester because I was lazy and I had no ambition and I didn't know what I wanted to do. And, that's still going, and that, that still went for a long time. So growing up on a small island, I grew up with this Bible study, and like I said, there's like six people, and they're all like 80. And one <laughs> the lady's like, older, older lady, she's like, do you want to go to heaven? Like well, I was raised Catholic, so. I didn't really, never heard the word Jesus. It was just God. We know God and Mary. And I never really thought about Jesus, never learned about Jesus. So, yes, I'm like, heaven, what's heaven? Well, when you die, you go to heaven. You don't go to hell. Okay, sure. So I said, sinner's prayer. All right, I'm good. I'm saved. Yay, I'm going to heaven. Woohoo. So I continued my high school. This was 16. I said, the next few years of high school, I. I still cursed. I, I was probably the most vulgar person that you would ever see here. That would make people run away. Um, because when I when I bought when I when I bought an album a CD CDs at that time cassettes CDs. If it didn't have a parental advisory sticker, I didn't buy it. I didn't want it because it had to be the worst of the worst. Just because that's what I thought who I was. That's who I thought of who I am, because it, it made me feel good. If it didn't have vulgar in it, it, it didn't make me feel good. The more the vulgar, the better I felt, because that was feeding something different. wasn't feeding the holiness of God that I don't know if he was even an enemy at that time. I, I, I claimed it, but I don't think he was. You know, God is grace, and he is merciful. And he and he gives us grace and he gives us mercy and he and he walks out our calling and he walks out our destiny and our purpose. Oh, he's so good, God. He he is so good. Salvation, be delivered, transport okay, to tr- um, to be delivered means to be transported to a proper place or to be su- or to surrender or to be handed over. Well you're going to allow yourself to be handed over to one or two places. Do you want to be handed over to the Lord or do you want to be handed over to the enemy? Because one or two places you're going to be handed over to. You want to be delivered to the Lord or you want to be delivered to the pit of hell? And I wish these things were taught to me at a young age. No one talked about hell, demons, Satan. That just wasn't talked about. It was just... There's angels, and I got guardian angel, and and that is very true. We do. We have warrior angels. If you could see the angels that come before, be, that are behind you, that are staying behind you, and then are, that fight for you, you'd be in awe and amazed, because they're beautiful, they're huge, they're, they're mighty, they work for you. They they have they have each one of you have one to assigned to you. Some have multiple assigned. They, they 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 go before you. But deliverance, we're delivered to the hand of God. Salvation means we are delivered. Our lives are being wrapped up in a bow and put in a box and we are put and we are presented before the Lord. And he gets to open up that box in such awe and wonder. As he opens up, as you get saved and he's opening up that beauty, he, he's unwrapping it. He's like, wow, my child, thank you. You're beautiful, you're wonderful, you're holy, you are amazing. I cannot wait to tell you my plan for you. I cannot wait to unfold your destiny. I know A and I know Z and you only might be at C, but you, I cannot wait to see you at Z. And guess what? That's just the earth. We have, we have eternal purpose to also. So saved, healed, delivered. Delivered means to be wrapped up in a package and delivered before the Lord. And he's got the utensils for you. We are a new creation. So we need to keep our gates protected. This is where the Lord brought into me in this message, the gates. You're like, what's a gate? So a gate is an entryway. So you look at medieval times, you look at castles, they had gates, they had drawbridges. They had a gate that that would protect them for the enemy not to come in. So God created us the same way. We have gates. We have our eyes, we have our ears, we have our mouth, we have our feet, we have our hands, our senses. They're all gates in the spiritual realm. So I was only picking out three. I'm only picking out eyes, ears, and mouth. So I want to start with eye, the eye gate and what we see. And I'm going to go Matthew 6, to 23. <clears throat> says, the eye is the lamp of the body. So then, if your eye is clear, your whole body is full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. So that if the light that is in you is darkness, how great the darkness so the eye gate is also referred as the windows of the soul it can be protected so what you what you allow through your eye gates will steep and step into your mind and eventually into your heart out of the heart the abundance will flow and you know, I, I, I would go through life as, as a young Christian and I would be thought I'd be great, I'd be good. You know, and I, I'm not here to call anything out other than be holy before the Lord. I'm just telling you my journey and my walk before the Lord. And for me personally, the Lord told me to get rid of all my music. And I love music, music was an escape goat for me. Music was, an, it, it, it put me into a, a new state of mind. It was always not, not a good mind, but, but what I was putting into my, into my mind wasn't working in my eyes. So the movies, I, I grew up, like I said, I didn't grow, I grew up with not much parental restriction. I mean, I was watching R- R-rated movies since I was like five years old. I, I, I was, uh, I had pornography put into my life since I was eight years old. I've been fornicating since I was 12 years old. These things started through the eyes, because what I saw, what, what my mind, my eyes saw, and then put into my mind, and then went to my heart. So the movies I, would, I had to start getting rid of. I had to start getting rid of, obviously pornography is gone. I haven't, in years, it's gone. Um, and that's the Lord. The Lord is a protector of your heart and your mind. But So he got rid of everything. I had to get rid of everything first. I had to make that, that sacrifice. I had to make that step. You know, I heard, I heard something yesterday as a, on a podcast I was listening to, and it said, well, I haven't, heard the, you know, I, I haven't heard the Lord for a long time, or I've been going through a dry season. I have been going through the wilderness, and I haven't heard the voice of God. And, and this person said, it was, just, it was just a podcast, and they were just talking back and forth. And they said, well, I asked this person, go back to the last thing the Lord told you to do. Have you done that yet? I'm like, oh my gosh, Lord, sorry. So go back to the last thing the Lord has told you to do. And have you proceeded with that? And it takes a step of faith, because sometimes it, sometimes it's finances, or sometimes it's, it just takes boldness, or whatever it may be. So... I had to go. Ba- I go. I so go back to the moment. I'm like, all right, Lord, I got rid of everything. M- money that I spent, I threw it all away. Well, originally I was going to give it away, and the Lord said, no, don't do that. <laughs> don't feed someone else's, someone else's evil, to replace, in you. So I threw it away, threw everything away. So, the ear gate. The the I get. yeah, I'm still on the. So the scripture. You can find David says, "I will set before my I will set before my eyes no vile thing." Psalms 101:3. No vile thing will become before the eyes. Yes, you're like, well, how can I? I can't walk around with a blindfold. I can't walk around aimlessly. I'll, I I bump into everything. I mean, you know, no, that's that's not what it means. What we put into our sight on purpose before the Lord. And then if we protect our eyes, then we will will give no room for the enemy to come in. And that's the thing. We don't want to give room for the enemy. We don't want any inch because he will take a mile. He will take territory by territory. What I'm watching overseas right now is what the enemy does. Russia is taking one spot by a time. And that's what the enemy does. But we can't allow him to do that. He comes in and conquers your mind. He'll conquer your eyes. He'll conquer your mouth. The next thing you know, he's conquered your heart. So I believe the next point is, is the eye gate. And this is what we, no, I just did the eye gate. Yeah. The ear gate, sorry. So now it's the ear; it's what we allow into our ears. Psalms four twenty four says, "Avoid all perverse talk; stay away from corrupt speech." So, I believe these are the steps to become holy, to walk in holiness and righteousness. And like I said, I'm not saying this because, well, I want to be holy; I want to be righteous; I want to be pompous. Look at me! No, it, it, it's it's for a reason. Holiness is for a reason. So stay away from corrupt speech. I believe the ear gate is a very powerful doorway to our hearts and minds. The ear is responsible for no less than half and maybe much more of what we receive from the word of God and or the world. What we hear is responsible for almost 90, 80% or 90% of what we take into our spirit. This is the story, this is when I got rid of all my CDs. This was even worse. I thought the movies was bad enough. My music. I had a suitcase, a suitcase full of mu- mu- movie music. And it was thousands and thousands of dollars. I even, I even pirated too. Um, you know, not, not boasting on it, but I just, I didn't have money so I had to steal music and I thought it was okay. Ste- and I just, and I did the same thing with movies. So I thought it was okay, but. God, bro- God, works on me that later in life, so I had to get rid of all. That. So I, I, packed all my suitcase full of CDs. I mean, I had a giant suitcase, and like I said, not one of those two albums had a pra- did not have a parental advisory sticker sticker on it. Like I said, it was it had to be the more vulgar the better. So I had it, I had it in my in my closet, and I'm like, I kept it there. And God said, get rid of them. I'm like, I don't want to. He said, get rid of them. Eh, obedience last night. That was a great word. Obedience. When God tells you to do something, yeah. you do it. It's obedience. Obedience before the Lord is worship. And I love that. Um, I was listening last night too. Um, <laughs> so I did. I took them and I threw them away. I'm like, all right, Lord, yeah. music is my escape. And, and at that time, the Christian realm of music was not like it is today. Not even close. So I said, Lord, please, as I honor you and I get rid of this filth, can you please replace it, replenish it? Then I met some fellow Christian friends, and then the library is, I love Spotify, is growing and growing and growing. I mean, there's rock, there's rap, there's, there's, I don't know what's in the country, but there's country. There's anything you want in the Christian realm, it's there even better. You know, it's because what we sing as, sing as Christians has life. What the world sings is death, and it brings death to your soul. What we sing to the is is uh, is, is is to the Lord. So we have positive message that is, is, is speak, and you don't even realize it as you're speaking it and singing it and, and belting out. You're declaring. So if I'm declaring things that are unworthy, that are vulgar, and that are that, that are not good for my body, other bodies, things I don't even do, why would I even sing about them? You know, they're, they're like, I thought I was a gangster and I didn't even, own a, I still don't want a gun, um, you know? But those things that you proclaim out of your mouth, they come, they, you're, you're throwing them in the atmosphere. You think it's nothing, you think you're just throwing it out there, it's just words, it's just words. But as you speak them, as you sing them, as you declare them, they're going in the atmosphere and they are settling. They're settling on people around you, they're settling in your heart, And they become you. You become this thing, and you don't even realize it. It, it, It's mind control and heart control. Because it controls your mind, then your heart will follow. So I had to switch gears, because I I would. I had a lot of suicidal tendencies and suicidal thoughts. And like I said, I I grew up with not such a great structure of a home. So the music I listened to was just causing more hate and and, and anger. And, And it was feeding the fuel in me. And then I, there were moments where I just wanted to drive off bridges, and I'm like, that, "Why is that coming from?" Be careful what you're putting in your ears. It feeds your soul. So I so I switched gears, threw everything away. I'm like, "Oh, this is tough." So I get in t- introduced to like DC Talk, you know, Toby Mac. DC Talk was before Toby Mac. If anybody can remember, look it up if you can find it. So. So I started listening to like one album. I'm like, okay, yes, this is great. One album. I'm like, oh come on, there must be more. If I get another one, if you listen to that one, and I get another one. I'm like, I need some rock. I want some POD. I'm like, yeah, this is great. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> and so yeah, exactly. You know. So then the Lord has widened my variety so large that I I have to have Spotify and give me reminders. Like, oh, I forgot about that one. I forgot about that one. Forgot about that one. I love my yearly my yearly playlist from Spotify. It tells me what I've listened to all year long. So the Lord remembers too. So he he's got a he's got the Spotify brain also. So (laughs) so yes. So as I found myself indulging into the music realm of Christianity, and and at first I thought it was lame. And the movies are still struggling. I'll give you that. We're getting there. The chosen is really good. Really done well. But. They're still working on it. But the music has is, is ex- exploded because God created us to worship him. He created us to, to, to s- express ourselves. We are made for an expression of the Lord, to express, to create. We are creative beings. We are made in his image. When God created Adam and Eve, he created them with beauty and expression. He, t- he took dust from the earth. And then he took a rib out of Adam and created woman because he was creative. And he created all of us to be creative. Whatever that looks like, it doesn't matter if we dance, we sing, we write poetry. Whatever the Lord puts in your heart, he's created you for. It's an expression. He created us for expression. So what's the opposite of expression is depression. So when you fall in depression and suicidal tendencies, he is—he that's the enemy coming in to take away the creativeness from the Lord, because he, he the, the Lord has created each and one of you for for great things in this earth, and He is going to put a, a, a purpose inside of you. He's going—no, the purpose is already there. I take that back. He's going to unlock it as you as you get deeper with Him. When you go undignified before the Lord, I love that undignified before the Lord. I don't know where I'm at. <laughs> the ear gate, that's where I'm still at. So the ears are very sensitive things. And you can pick up. Uh, this, is, this, is, this is straight from, this is not in the notes. This is just what the Lord's downloading me right now. So as we tune our ears to the Lord, and we start allowing the things of the Lord to come into our ears, and then come into our mind, and come into our spirit, we're going to start opening up the spiritual realm. Then spiritual ears will start hearing. Every single one of you in this room is equipped with spiritual ears. Spiritual eyes. Spiritual mouth. Why do you think the enemy wants to attack each one of those areas? Because he wants to, the enemy wants to fill it in with garbage, so you speak garbage. But God wants you to be filled with the truth and spirit, so you speak truth and spirit. You speak deliverance, you speak it into the in the atmosphere. Not, not the name it claim it. You speak you speak the word of God. God wants it. We are his mouthpiece. You guys created this atmosphere this morning. The worship team created this atmosphere this morning. Everybody played a role. Every single one of you played a role of work in this atmosphere and, and coming before the Lord and posturing, posturing ourselves and, and diving into the presence of God. When you get dignified before the Lord, he comes down. So spiritual ears will be open, spiritual eyes will be open, spiritual tongue will be be released into the earth and that's going to be part of my word that he's got for the end of this. I'm so excited for this word. I was crying and laughing at the same time on my way here because my, my shirt is, is the season that he's, he's got me in It's Isaiah 22:22 22, 22 season. This is the year of the key of the house of David that he will unlock the doors that no man can unlock, and he'll close the ones that don't need to be open. And he will give us, he was gonna give us the keys to our inheritance. This is the year for the inheritance, says the Lord. This is the year to step forth into into your destiny, says the Lord. This is the year to unlock the path, says the Lord. This is the year to unlock your heart, He's got a calling for, call for you, my son. He's got a calling for you, my son. He's got a calling for you, my son. He says, release the word of the Lord in this season. Release it right now, says the Lord. Do not hold back your tongue, because that tongue is on fire. And he's going to release the sound of the Lord. Let the trumpet sound, says the Lord. I pray right now for the fire of God to come into this body, and the tongue will be released. And then the tongue will be, get the, the enemy has to get off your tongue, and the Lord is going to release the tongue. The message that's going to come before you is. He's going to set captives free, says the Lord. Fire. Fire. Woo! I don't even need to get into my message. The eyes, the ears, and the mouth. Three things that the enemy wants to attack. So what we see, what we hear, determines what we speak. Let that sink in for just a moment. What we hear, what we see, allows us to speak. Why? Because our heart is, because co- our heart is in work, and what comes out of the heart, the mouth will speak. Holiness is attainable. Why? Think about it for a moment. Holiness is attainable. Why? Jesus is holy he says be holy because I'm holy he didn't say you need to strive for holiness he didn't say you got to work for holiness he didn't say nope sorry you didn't get it this time keep on trying he says no I'm in you I've created you I made you holy because I am holy it's attainable what stops it is what you allow into the spirit realm. The spirit realm is huge. The spirit realm is so deep. The spirit realm is so big. As our mortal minds, we can't understand the spirit realm. But if we just dive before the Lord and we start listening to the things of God, seeing the things of God, we'll speak the things of God, and we will release the things of God. And that's what he wants to do upon this earth. We see destruction all around us, and we think it's hopeless. But I tell you what, I feel the Lord, and I've sensed the Lord, and it's not hopeless, it's coming, turning around. But we can't sit and watch and wait for others to turn it around. Because guess who is involved in this turnaround season? You and I, all of us. My part, your part, your part, your part, all the parts. Are evolved in this turnaround season so say you eyes are all on on board you guys are on fire you guys are all walking in holiness you guys are all speaking in tongues you guys are all prophesying you guys are all raising the dead and I'm back here not believing in myself anymore because I'm living in the past and I'm, I'm just I'm just boohooing and I can't get past myself I'm just gonna say and watch these movies anyways and and just I'm bringing the body down. You know, don't allow yourself to bring yourself down. Don't allow yourself to bring the body down. We we need each other. Everybody is important in this role. So I want to release. I think it's time to release the word in a moment. So. I think I want to read one scripture though before. <clears throat> uh, I, uh, okay, I, got, I just got these key points to release real quick. <clears throat> it says, this is, this is salvation in a nutshell, identity in a nutshell. You are loved, number one. You are loved. And what does that mean? In Christ, you are loved, you were created with a purpose. You are not just in covenant as a carbon copy of someone else. You are created uniquely. God has lovingly designed you in every detail of your life. You are chosen. In Christ, you are not only loved, but you are chosen. God sent his son on earth to die in your place so that you could be included in his family. God was not obligated to choose you based on performance or credentials. He he supplies that. You are forgiven. In order to be counted as a child of the perfect father, you are free of sin. That is, you have been made perfect regardless of what you've done. You are redeemed. What does it mean you are redeemed the christ sacrifice has brought you back you brought you back from the forces of sin and evil what used to own you does not own you anymore purpose psalms 23 2 and 3 says you can trust god to lead you where he wants you to go He leads me beside still waters, and he restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. That's his purpose. Sometimes, that's what I loved at the end of the worship service today, because we're still worshiping the Lord. It didn't stop. Just because I came up here and grabbed the microphone, worshiping is still going. We're still releasing in the atmosphere. But towards the end, he was leading us beside still waters. Sometimes we get crazy and wild, and I love it. But then sometimes he just wants us to just to saturate and just relax in his presence and just lay down in the still waters and, and, and to listen to his harpies. And, and that's when we'll hear his voice. So this is the word, I believe, that the Lord... I don't know if it's okay. Can we have someone play while I release this? I don't want to... I just... I just really feel the strength in this word. And it's a, it's a word and a call for you guys in, in this generation. And I know, I, and I was praying about this, and I'm like, Lord, I don't want to go too deep on a Saturday morning, but God, no, there's nothing too deep for God, right? Um, and as I got here, and as we pressed in, and as we were worshiping, and as I watched you guys, and I... And I <laughs> You guys are already in there and I know there is some of you a question in yourself and you may not fully understand and and that's okay I'm 42 and I don't fully understand that's why we treat the we trust in the Holy Spirit we mess up we make mistakes it's okay we get back up we dust our feet off but I really felt the Lord that wants to release this word over the over this over these people today i was going to read a scripture, then I'm going to share the word. So the scripture is in Amos 3 and 7 and 8. It says, Surely the Lord God will do nothing without revealing his secret to his servants, the prophets. The lion has roared. Who will not fear? The Lord has spoken. Who can but prophesy? So on my way here, I heard the Lord say in my spirit, Tell my children, that they are Deborah's and they are David's they are judges and they are prophets and I have given them title deeds to the land and I have given them mouthpieces to speak and I have given them keys to open up doors they have to step into it the Lord says the Lord says step into it you say how can I do it? he says just do it do not question the state of mind, because he will provide. He says, Deborahs, judge. Deborahs, prophesy. Deborahs, be raised up in the day. He says, Deborahs, grab your anointing in your cloak. He says, declare the word of the Lord, because this is the year that the Lord is going to call upon the Deborahs. And he says, Davids, grab your throne. Grab your throne, day undignified before the Lord. Prophesy what I tell you to my children. He says, Prophesy, 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 prophesy. Speak life. Declare, declare, raise the dead. He says, Declare Deborah's and Davis come alive in the season. Do not be afraid because your voice is weak. It's not. You think so, but it's strong because He is in it. He says, Release the word of the Lord. If you saw me when I was your age, you would say, that's not the same person because it wasn't. I was in your shoes. I would, I, I, even, even 10 years ago, I wouldn't do this. My very first sermon, I got up there and I was shaking. I, had, I wrote I wrote out 16 pages. I got, I got four pages and they're just bullet points and I didn't even use my first page. I had 16 pages written out and I read it verbatim, word for word and it was done in five minutes. And i was sweating bullets and i was shaking and i couldn't see straight and but i'm like lord you called me what is this then i started releasing prophetic words i'm like lord what in the world are you doing i'm starting to feel the unction of the holy spirit just just coming in me strong and and, and then it's bubbling like a spring and it's coming up and these things are coming out that i'm not a talker i'm a very light talker half the time i don't even know what to say because my brain doesn't work that way. And I think it's because he needs me to get still with him. I am a man of very few words. You might look at me today and think, what? But I am. My wife and I, we drive, and then she'd be like, we're gonna have a conversation? I'd be like, I don't know what to say. My mind is blank. I'm in my man space, I guess, I don't know. But he started bubbling up something in me. 27. I got prophesied when I was 19, at 27. Eight years later, I started feeling something different. I got baptized in the Holy Spirit when I was 19, speaking in tongues. But I didn't really use it. I didn't tap into it. I didn't. I didn't access it. But when I was 27, I was sitting in a seat. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even raise my hands up yet. I just kind of look around. And the Lord prompted me to get out of my seat. And sometimes the Lord's gonna do this, guys. He'll tell you to do something without giving you the words. And then that's the tough one. It's okay. But sometimes he'll give you one word and that's okay. He gave me no words. So I just felt I, my feet were like on fire. And I'm standing there, like I said, this was eight years after I got the word. I was going to be a preacher, and, then, and I didn't know what prophets were. I didn't really know, and I didn't know any of this stuff. I didn't know that's what God called me to do. A part, I, you know, that's the thing. Every season has a different part of playing your life. But he calls me out, so I step up. I walk. Walk into the front. I never even raised my hands up yet. I barely sing. And the Lord said, pray for this person. So I go up, and we, I was in a Pentecostal church which is a very, they're rolling on the floor, jumping up in pews, I mean, craziness. And and, and I love doing it now, but then and they're, 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 they're going absolutely wild up up, up, up front. And I'm going, so I'm like, I'm like so he stops. He goes, I'm like, can I pray for you? Oh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Pentecostals, they love prayer. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, all right, Lord, I don't know what to do. So I, I, I did I didn't didn't really use my tongue I didn't use my spiritual language much so I sat praying God and all of a sudden a roar came out of my stomach and I started ripping fluently in the tongues in the heavenly language like no other uncontrollably and then I started releasing the word of the Lord to this man and he fell to the floor in the Holy Ghost I fell to the floor in the Holy Ghost That started my train. My wife won't, my wife won't go near my wife won't go near me when I'm when I'm getting prayed for because I I caused everybody to fall down. I'm like I'm like a bowling I'm a bowling ball. Um so we both fall down, give him a word. After service, I'm un, I'm I'm conscious. I'm like I'm very self-conscious and I'm like, "Well, oh, was that you, Lord? That did I make a fool out of myself?" You know, the lies of the enemy coming in. And I'm telling you this because there's callings upon your life. You, there, there, listen to the word of the Lord. Re-listen to it. David's and Deborah's in this hour. So, heart pounding, acting like a fool, said things that did not ever come out of my mouth. I don't know where they came from. Oh, I do now, but then I didn't. So, well, the, the man comes up to me the next Sunday, and he said it was confirmation. I hit everything that he went there praying for since then I have gone through so many moments with God and it's not about me it's about him and and the people that we set free so when God gives you something it's not about you it's about the other person or the or the or a congregation or the region or the nations God don't disguise to the limit do not question God's God's realm of obedience in parameter but so I'm like okay he said, I got it right, but it says we prophesy in part, we know in part, we don't know the whole picture, and that's okay. So like I said, we get one word, go with it, it's okay. I, I, I really believe that this is this is the time for the hour to release your word. So that started me on a journey of trying to find my voice. And it took many years like I said, that was 27, I'm 42, and I'm just now starting to step into my purpose. Because I allowed people and roadblocks to stumble me. I allowed people's opinions to stop me. I've been persecuted by the church, the church. I've been kicked out of churches, I've been, I, 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 they said, that I've been accused of splitting churches because of what I carry, the fire I carry caused jealousy, and that's okay. Do what God told you to do. Don't be ashamed of the gospel. Do not be ashamed of your calling. If God has called you to do it, he will bring the right people around you. I've been in so many incidences that the Lord. one season, one, one whole summer, I gave up on myself. And this was pretty recently, actually. The last couple years. I went a whole summer of devastation. And I've had years i've seen i've seen blind eyes open i've seen people get out of wheelchairs i've seen the de- the deaf talk i've seen the lame walk i've seen eyes be open i've seen these things right and, and sometimes i've been graced in perform and in- in being involved in any of these things but i allowed one man one situation stop my voice for a whole summer i have four kids i have a wife i'm the husband i'm the leader of my home Men, leaders, I failed them for a summer. Because I allowed the voice of the enemy to take me out. But I'm here today to say no more. No more. Time is short. God is coming for his children. There are people that need you guys. There are people that need me. Worshippers, you know who you are. We need you, if God has called you with any gift of singing, playing an instrument. You are needed in this hour, says the Lord. You are needed to come before and march in battle. This is a sign and this is a call. Listen to the voice of the Lord. He is calling you today to grab your army, armor. And grab your voice and come forth so as i speak as i've been speaking i know you're probably hungry but if, if this is if this is relaying in your spirit and you say i'm here i feel it i want it i want to walk in my destiny i want to walk in my purpose i want it to be no I want to know what it's like not to care what other people think that's you i want you to come forth please i want you to come up here today in 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 an action of surrender before the lord and i don't have to even pray for you just come up with surrender if you want to run with it if you want to run with it i say come up as we're getting ready to close this morning session and if that's okay if i have anybody any prayer warriors in here you can come up and, and pray it's 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 up to you guys but i really feel the lord on this so, the, the altar is open. Come up and just worship him. And if, if you want prayer, we're all here for prayer. But one last thing. What's your name back there? Purple cap. The Lord has called you. A prophet has been among the nations. The enemy's trying to silence you. You know that. And it didn't take much. But I really felt the Lord say, Get ready. He's going to inhabit your dreams. He probably already has. He's going to inhabit your mind. He's going to give you things to speak. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. People are going to shut you down. Don't be afraid. The Lord says, get ready, my child, Get ready, my child. I am going to release feet like fire in you and you're gonna run and you're not going to grow weary, and you're going to soar, and you're not going to grow weak, and you're going to prophesy, and you're going to release the sound of heaven, that Deborah, arise in this hour. Do not be afraid, my child. I will give you all your tools. I'll give you everything you need. Do not be afraid. Do not think of the, Do not let your mind take over. Let your heart prostrate before the Lord. Get undignified, the Lord says. Get undignified before the Lord. And that means just prosper. Take yourself and line yourself with the Lord, and He's going to give you direction. He's going to give you direction. This is the year of turnaround for you, says the Lord.
1: Let's just respond to that. Let's just stand before we transition and give opportunity for the Lord to speak. And Kale, you f- feel free to continue to minister. You feel like you have unction and words over people. Be um, released, to just move in your grace, move in your gift. Uh, but come forward if that's you. If you feel like you're a David, a Deborah, and you want to step into that door, you're, you're a worshiper, come forward. We want to break off the fear of man, things like that. Just come forward, respond to be who God's called you to be. And just exchange with the Lord. Remember, when we hear the word, we want to respond. The word of God requires a response. You know, even if it's just in your heart saying, Yeah, I'm saying yes to your word, Lord. I'm saying yes, oh God, to letting you sanctify my eye gates, to sanctify my ear gates to sanctify my mouth. Maybe you're used to speaking perversely or or rashly or too sarcastic or negative. Great, repent of those things, renounce that way. Say, God, send your fire upon my words, my voice, my tongue, my mouth. Send your fire upon my eyes. I don't want to behold worthless things that corrupt my soul. God, sanctify my ears that I would not allow influences and corrupt sounds. To fill my mind and my heart. So just position yourself before the Lord for a moment. Exchange and let God do do what only God can do. (laughs) You know? And then leaders here that feel like they want to pray over people, do so. But otherwise, let's just go after it and let God do what He wants to do. We thank you for your word this morning, God. We thank you. the testimony of Jesus we thank you for the call to holiness we thank you for the word of the Lord for David and Deborah's we thank you oh God for the word for judges and for prophets we thank you Lord for the grace to step into a new season we thank you for the throwing down of the rational mind that wants to cause us to shrink back or be confused or timid right now we break timidity I just feel that right now too, that the Lord wants to break the spirit of fear and timidity off people. God has not given you a spirit of fear, but power and love and a sound mind. Come on, we renounce fear right now. In the name of Jesus, we renounce timidity and man-pleasing. We renounce cooperating with intimidation. We renounce being controlled and shut down in response to what we think people think. what they'll say, come on, you don't bow to that stuff, that's called control and witchcraft.